summertime. We're in the air conditioning. Mm. Mm. About to rip a micro debate. Mm. No time wasted. Healy taking the pro. Any three men together are creepy. Oh, wait, I'm taking the pro? Is that more life affirming? Whatever. I'll do what I have to. Look, I'm Steve Healy. I'm wait, hold on. It's a Dave Brigham's week. When yeah. you bring him, well, do you take the pro? Yeah, take the pro. You want me to take yeah. the pro? Dave yeah. taking the pro. Any three men together are creepy. Look at the three of us <laughs> sitting here together. This is creepy. If we were walking down the street at night, there's something creepy. It's an odd number of men we present an element of danger. Why are we together? Too much uh, testosterone. Too much. Not enough. Also, three. Why are there three men together? What's going on? It's not two guys who are there to talk about something. It's not five to eight to 12 guys who like share a common interest who are there to whatever, like do a fantasy football draft three guys together any three guys together is creepy just a little creepy you can't help but think if you see three men walking down the street that's there is a chance that they're up to something creepy okay first of all you keep blowing your debate by making it contingent on these three men walking down the street the I just three of us are a... here the three of us are here in your living room i'm a Esther's little in and out. i'm Donut's a little scared for her this is not creepy we're three guys having debate it's like the safest thing in the world people would leave their child with us to watch no this way is absolutely That's safe insane. scenario this couldn't be a safer scenario two guys is creepier than three guys i don't know <laughs> two guys can you know get up to something nasty, but the third guy, they're just not going to do a crime. They're going to This isn't about other. doing a crime. This is about okay, a let me, vaguer let me sense throw out two of mystery and... Okay, let me throw out some hypothetical situations of three guys. How about the three stooges? Are they creepy? Yes. Mo, Larry, and Curly? Absolutely. No, they're goofy. They're funny. They're harmless. They're maybe like a little weird. You maybe don't want to be around them, but they're not creepy. You got Curly there. Curly's not creepy under under no circumstances. Let me talk. Larry's about not creepy. Let me offer. Let me offer some perspective on the Three Stooges. All right. Interesting Thank example. Thank you. They're violent. They're weird. They get into weird mishaps. They poke each other in the eyes. They smack each other in the face. They're constantly bickering. Those they are not creepy. Hold on a second. Yes, they absolutely are creepy. They look weird when you put the three of them together. Even just the fact that we laugh about them suggests that there's something a little bit creepy about them. They're certainly not normal. It's not normal to, like, these three guys don't represent. You wouldn't make a, a movie, whether it's a comedy or a tragedy, about three guys who present no danger to the world. They present a danger to themselves. How about the Pope, the uh, Pope Francis, The Rock, and Barack Obama? That's Are they like creepy? the creepiest thing I've the ever three heard. three of them talking about the climate Pope? change? Okay, so you're talking about the head of an institution that has protected the molestation of young oh, boys. Okay, yeah. You're talking about a man who the a man in the rock who is like, you know, a huge action action star who like represents a weird, vaguely homoerotic ideal of 
what it is to be a man, a testosterone-driven man. If you saw a photo of Barack those three Obama, guys, yeah, would the reaction like be that's creepy, or would it be like interesting? What are those minds? Well, it could be both. Of course, about? it could be both. It's I mean, like creepy. you're yes, your like, you pick three disparate on, men, so like obviously it's interesting just, that they're together. But there's something a little creepy. Or you put <laughs> the Pope and any two men together, and it's a little creepy. Your definition of what a creepy, terrible example. Your definition to win this debate, you rely on just well, it's a little. Everything's a little creepy. Sure. If that's what it takes to win, then I'm fine with that. <laughs> but it's just not the case. Three guys together aren't creepy. They could be, we're building a house. They could be talking about the issues, reviewing, going to a movie together, watching sports together, having a beer together. These are not creepy activities. They're wholesome activities. Just because the activities in and of themselves aren't creepy doesn't mean there isn't an element. If you were a woman sitting alone in a theater and three men sat down to watch the movie in the aisle behind you. I think you'd be a you little creeped out. You keep making it like these contingent on being behind you. Or you're adding the Wherever they later. are. You're the one who said the movie okay, theater. Right. Uh, oh, sorry, Regina. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going with Healy. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Come on. You... <laughs> well, I don't really believe this idea to begin with. All I right. had to take right. the pro, and I thought I was trying to find some interesting it. areas. I had to... I feel like I introduced an element what was of gay panic with The Rock, which I'm not proud of. <laughs> that shouldn't be creepy. Why, uh, Healy, did you have anything that was left on the table for Dave? Mm. I mean, I Seasoned think... Seasoned pro taker. Mm. Oh, what could I have... Yeah. Mm. I mean, three guys is just a dangerous... The energy mm-hmm. itself, even if they begin not creepy, they might concoct a creepy mm-hmm. it's just gonna they're gonna be mm-hmm. one-upping each other and end up somewhere creepy <laughs> two dudes is less creepy <laughs> right i that's an interesting like idea that three guys presents that sort of like the way you like braid hair that it's entropy. like one has to just keep yes a juggling act of one has to keep upping the other let me put this out there that mm. we are the mm-hmm. three of us i don't think we are creepy here in the great debates basically because there there's a Invisible fourth, the the listener uh-huh. here. But Love if it were that. just the three of us, no mics, oh. no nothing. If Man. the listener could see us <laughs> when we're setting up and in between debates, Mm-mm. it's creepy as all. We would creepy. say something weird, or you know, it's just an energy. I came across in my readings recently. A friend of mine gave me a book of quotations Is by this host this, chat. Yeah, we're in host chat. Great. But it's related. A friend of mine gave me a book of quotations by this guy. His name was Madden, I think. A British guy who basically, mm-hmm. he was a known literati aristocrat, but he left the, behind nothing but this sort of like book of aphorisms and stuff. And one of them was, uh, if you see three Englishmen together for any period of time and they, they don't laugh, something's very wrong. They're plotting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Just like if they can't start joking around, something's off. With them, with the situation. Can I ask a broad question? Yes. Do you like quotations? Ooh. I <laughs> usually think they're dumb as uh, hell. Somewhat. I want. I have. A, I hate them. You usually hate That's them. Unbranded. Keep going. I have so rarely read a quote and gone and thought to myself like, "Yes." <laughs> now it has happened mm-hmm. that. But it's usually because there's like a kernel of an interesting idea in it and not just like a well-phrased inspirational thought. Like the quote that you just gave to me is almost a cheat of a quote where it's like there's an idea in there. Mm -hmm. It's not, 
you know, like I just first thought, like, ask not what your country can do for you. Or that that's not a quotation, but it's in the area. Like, I guess I'm thinking more of like motivational quotes and stuff right, like that. Right. I you, those are to me you just like a turn off or just like a vacant. I just don't get it. The quote, I'm, like yeah. minus the context. Like when people are just throwing around quotes that are just quotes and they have no sense of where it came from. Right. Or that, that drives me nuts. Like, mm. like, how, like what's an example of well, that? Well, you know, like when F. Scott, you know, you often hear people talk about, you know, the definition of genius is holding two contradictory ideas in the mind at the same time. Right. Uh-huh. Quote by F. Scott Fitzgerald. But there's a context to that quote where he's talking about like going insane, mm. being an alcoholic. And it, the, he's not he's not, you know, sitting there issuing pithy pronouncements. It's part of a larger set of ideas. He used to think this. He's not, he's considering the idea. Does he still believe that there's nuance mm. to it? And that's often lost when people start just throwing out, you know, quotes and chalking them up to Einstein and whatever. Mm. Right. You know, what's interesting that I had totally forgotten. Thank you. Is that the next line of the JFK quote? that I referenced Mm -hmm. is also, I almost want to look it up, but do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. I think the next line is basically like also other countries. What can you do for America? Ooh, I like that. Which like people never talk about, but represents a certain like foreign policy take that we don't talk about. Hey, while you look that, I can cover you looking that up with a story about a JFK. You know how JFK said, you know, we choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And you you maybe have even heard the audio where he's kind of like, he's speaking up over a crowd noise. And the reason I went to get that quote in context Mm -hmm. and it's coming off a joke. He's, it's sort of like the, he made a joke where he's speaking at Rice university in, Houston and he's going like we choose to go to the moon and do these other things for the same reason that Rice plays Texas you know like wow. at, at football it, it's it's almost impossible That's but you so do it anyway funny. right yeah he's making a little quip and the audience is laughing and then the famous part of we choose to go to the moon not because it's easy right. to get start is the follow up to that little he's almost surprised by how much the audience is wow. laughing at the joke yeah i mean certainly humor this is so obvious but was a great asset of JFK's mm-hmm. that like few other presidents have used as well as him, wouldn't you say? Well, Donald Trump. Trump, Clinton, funny guys. Two varying degrees of mm-hmm. efficacy. Okay, what were you looking up here? And so my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. I feel like if that text, I didn't really have it that right. Yeah. But if that text were in the State of the Union or like a speech at the UN, it would yeah. represent a pretty strong like anti-foreign aid mm-hmm. like sentiment that we mm-hmm. don't really hear from or think <laughs> right. of within the Democratic Party, at least. I yeah. thought it was interesting. Knock Maybe it off. Hey, freeloaders. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lend us a hand for once. I don't know. Maybe I'm... Maybe Medina quotes? Favorite quotes? Stories uh, about quotes? You know, I think... It, for me, the quote has been devalued in the last mm. social media five years. Yes. And that's, that's a- really the problem. So ever since the book of... quote, The books of quotations. Yes. So, but I do think it's interesting that if you can imagine what what someone what was the moment that someone was trying to punch through 
whatever you know um, struggle they were going through. They're sitting there at their typewriter trying to get an idea to to um, coalesce, and then and then in context, what that quote means that really appeals to me. But I, we don't really experience them like that anymore. No, you're right. We no. experience them them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That is probably how most people come across quotes like now, or Facebook, or something. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know Bartlett? You know Bartlett's book of quotations? Mm, yeah. So Bartlett was just like a guy. Mm-hmm. He had a bookshop, I think, That's in fun. Cambridge. And like, if you needed mm. to know who said something, you'd go see Amazing. Bartlett and be like, hey, who said, uh, you know, this? Right. And, and he'd read the book. Yeah. And Bartlett was like, yeah, let me check. And then finally he was like, you know what? I got to, <laughs> I'll make a list <laughs> of this. Make a book of this. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Whatever. What, what are we doing here? Mm. That's so crazy. Isn't that how, how the Guinness Book also? Yes. Settling yeah. your pub bets. Shouldn't we have a debate? I'm yeah, ready to go. Yeah, what the hell are we doing? We'll talk mm. about half-remembered trivia. Speaking of pub bets. Ooh. I've got a top. Healy, let's have Healy take the pub. All right. If that's cool. Sure. And this top is about the future. Bars will be obsolete in 80 years. I can't, I can't do it. Can't take the pro. Really? What? Not life-affirming. Okay, Bar, you, I'll take the pro then, I guess. Bars will be obsolete in 80 years. People used to go to bars to meet other people and to meet people, mainly people, or a large part, in large part, to meet people of the opposite sex. That no longer happens. For years now, the percentage of people who enter relationships that met at bars has been decreasing. That's a statistic that I'm basically making up, but also believe firmly to be true if anyone took the time to look it up. Um, I do know, I mean, without question, the number of relationships that start online has gone up exponentially since about the year 1995. What's going, Healy, you're making weird hand gestures I'm just sitting here. You have problems with the con. You can't just sit on your hands and wait. You have a weird energy. I've got. You have have small con energy. That's your problem. You know what's going on is like, it's like I'm loading my gun and it has too many bullets. I have to shoot it. Well, you need to learn. You need You're to, right. You I need, need to, to learn to yes. con patience. So that's one. So as that trend continues, we're going to see less and less people's need to go to the bar to like meet people of the opposite sex. Also, people, um, uh, millennials, or e- even people who are younger than millennials, actually, but millennials included, drink less than uh, their uh, ancestors. People who are older than them. Uh, alcohol is on the decline. Pills are on the rise. People are finding that um, it's less fun to get drunk than it is to basically like be high in other ways so i foresee a situation where the bar as we know it really becomes like extinct there's not going to be as much of a people also in general are just like not associating with their fellow human um that's the way that we're headed 80 generations that's about or 80 years it's about three generations things can move much more quickly than that uh they have historically like full businesses and industries have gone uh, the way of the dodo much faster than 80 years. I see no reason why it couldn't happen to bars. The bar is beyond a business. It's beyond an industry. It's something that's existed in human society for 10,000 years. There are records of bars in ancient Babylon, ancient Sumer, ancient Egypt. The bar has existed as long as there have been people together. As long as there is society, there will be bars. Now, let's go back through Dave's arguments. Okay, sure, a lot of people are meeting online now. 
What's the next thing that happened? Okay, you want to meet up for a drink? You have to go somewhere. If anything, bars have become more essential as the safe space for the first meetup for the date that you made online. There, you know, you could do it at a coffee shop or whatever, and that happens, but the bars have a drink. The time is perfect. The alcohol takes the edge off a little bit. You're in a safe public place. There's a little bit of chatter. People have liked this for as long as there's been humanity, they will continue to like it. The bar is not going anywhere. Dave talks about the idea that millennials are drinking less. It's true that may be the case. We've mm -hmm. heard about the trend of sober bars, but that's not really going to be a thing, I don't think. I think alcohol has been an uh, aid to humanity forever. It's an aid to an We see it in the animal kingdom. Creatures are getting drunk. This is not something that's going to go away. The bar will endure. There are, uh, will just continue to be people drinking alcohol in a public place. That's as long as there have been people sitting around a fire, that's essentially the bar energy. I'd love to hear Dave posit what's gonna replace that, but to me, the world of online and all that only makes the need for bars stronger and greater. Walk by Bar Marmont, walk by Bar Stella here in LA. You're gonna see these places absolutely packed. And that's on the higher end, the hipster end, at your low down working man, uh, uh, dive bar, that's not going anywhere either. Those people need this place. It's a source of relaxation for the working man, a place to have a little beer, a place to relax after the hard day, a place of refuge, the, the crucial third place away from your house, away from your work. The bar, it will continue. To say it's becoming more essential is like saying water is becoming more essential, but in a way it's true. So Healy's arguments basically boil down to things have been this way so far, so they will continue to be this way, which is like a very naive attitude. You continue, okay, we, th we keep coming back to this, and you continue to sort of dismiss it off the top of your head as though it's ridiculous, but the fact is, when something has endured for 10,000 years, it's likely to endure for the next 80 years. That's just the way things go, and you can posit that you know i knew you sometimes blend this argument with just because things have been done for a long time isn't an argument for continuing to do them right but i would disagree i have a somewhat small c conservative attitude that i'm not smarter than the ten thousand years of collective humanity that's produced bars till now i don't think the next three generations is going to revolutionize how humans socialize and drink i think things are going the present trend almost always continues in some form. Things that have endured for a really long time will continue to endure. Yes, there is change. Things change. They alternate. But we find certain eternalities of humanity, and the bar is one of them. Okay, so Healy's done a lot of talking, and he's speaking in generalities, and uh, asked me to get specific and then interrupted me as I tried to do that. So now if you'll just sit back and let me speak for a little bit. Uh, you asked me to tell you, to imagine if I possibly could what could ever replace the bar. I would posit to you that this is like a person in the year 1850-1850 asking someone what could ever replace riding on a horse. And someone in 1850 saying, I don't know exactly, but I picture like a powered, electrical powered vehicle that like people sit in and ride around from town to town. And that's what happened. And my specific answer to what will replace bars or what could replace bars within 80 years is essentially digital, the digital environment, a virtual reality or a digital world, and or combined with like the like people's homes. Um, I see a need like uh, the, one of the things that a bar provides is 
excuse me, a middleman of distribution or a middleman between distribution and consumer. And it's very possible that like capitalism as we know it will evolve I- extremely over the next 80 years to the point where either the distributor uh, also controls the ways in which people are digesting the products or people have eliminated middlemen such that alcohol is brought straight to people's homes at at an enormous discount over the bar. So both the sort of like practical reality that a bar currently, um, whatever, like offers as a middleman and as a space where people interact I could easily see disappearing over the next 80 years. And I'm offering specific examples of why we may be at the terminus of bar culture. By the way, there's a very good chance that like coffee shops and restaurants and like a number of industries will be gone in 80 years. It's not like you were, we're, we're, you're tr- like, I think that the temptation here is to envision a world where nothing has changed except bars are gone in 80 years. But the far more likely reality is that enormous changes have happened in the retail food and like into basically like the way we shop. I mean, you would not have thought that bookstores would be basically gone, but in 80 years, they certainly could be have been gone for 50 years in 80 years. And those existed for 10,000 years. A place where you could go to get books. There's certainly been like, like the idea that like, like these things have been around for years. Why are you saying they're going to go away? Well, okay, m- m- there's lots of things that have been around for tens of thousands of years in human culture. And a lot of them have gone away. And you often don't see it coming. But we actually have reason to see this coming. Okay, you began with the idea of the horse, an interesting, you know, first thought idea, but people are still riding horses. Horses are not out of business. All today in Los Angeles, there are people going on horseback rides because people, okay, maybe the bar will become less a central focus, but it's not going to be obsolete. Why? Because of the nature of humanity. We like to be together. We like to get intoxicated. I mean, your physical space matters. You're grasping at straws. Getting out of your home is important. If you replace bars with like transit by horse, we would all agree that like people don't get around by horse anymore. Even if some people still like policemen and some cowboys get around by horse the argument is not there will be the bar is gonna like diminish some in importance that's very possible will the bar be obsolete absolutely not because people will continue to want to meet physically they'll want a space to listen to music have a drink together meet have chance encounters none of these things will be eliminated as long as humanity exists. Now, is it possible that humanity will become some kind of basically digitalized, uh, nano-fused, ethereal thing, which has no corporeal space? Yeah, could happen. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen in 80 years. I think the bar will endure as long as man walks the earth. Okay. Medina. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I'm going with heels. That's okay. I can live with that. I feel like I did okay. You did pretty good. And I can live with Healy winning. I wish I had a final something. I think global warming would have been a good way to go. Well, look, mm. I thought about the sort of, you know, Apocalypse. nuclear option. Yeah. yeah. But that always yeah, feels boring. like a bit of a cheat. Yeah. 
I think that debate lacked a third act or something. Mm-hmm. It had too long a second act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would no, be my I agree. review of it. As I agree. And I blame myself. I blame myself. I blame myself. I don't think it was your fault. You were very spe- – I thought you did a great job. I could have seen – I was very nervous there thinking Medina might hand it to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Because take I think that. you made a strong case. And, strong yeah, case, stuff does sure. change. Whatever. I yeah. think – here's where I was at. It's very tempting. The The horse argument, I think, was very good. Thank you. Right? Because they are obsolete. Yes. doesn't mean that they're gone. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're not obsolete. That's right. Required. That's right. Mm-hmm. I should have said, I should have pointed that And so maybe out. that driving that distinction home would have been good. But the other thing is, like, it's difficult to say you won the debate when the argument is, I don't know why mm. they're going to be obsolete. I can't say what it is that's going to make them that way, but I know that it's that that's the future and and I, I don't really know how to hang a win on that i i feel that you know what i mean i mean none of us actually thinks they'll be obsolete in 80 years do you i sure. think they're they are diminishing a bit i right? wonder what the numbers actually know, don't are. You, aren't they popular yeah. i don't know People, how would I, we know they charge more now than they used to yeah but we're here you cocktail know cocktail culture we're in right now we've got to record fancy if fancy we could fancy. record in a bar we'd love to we should what are we doing Wait, what? I think we should. I think great debates should be like Thursday, first Thursday of every month at this bar. You gather, have a beer. We we're not we're barely on a stage, but we're in some place where you can listen to the debate. That's and interesting. Crowd chatter. Medina t- goes to the crowd. He asks them what they think. Yeah. They they boo and yell, whatever. Yeah, it would be great. People show. submit tops. And or it stuff, could be like or? it's eleven in the morning on like the first Saturday of every month. People bring their kids. That's cool. It's at like a Desano Pizza kind of place, mm-hmm. and people have and the kids are running around. They can listen or not, but. There's some light, basically a light bar band. I think Maybe we're basically both. a bar band. Mm, a bar band. That doesn't have a bar. Mm, or music. People love that trivia stuff. Yeah. They do. And Let's there's a guy on a microphone there. Anyway. Hey, I had fun. Was there music playing in the background? Yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah. Mm. Was that coming through the floor? Is Esther rocking out down there? I guess Is it George so. Harrison? Yeah, it is. Cool. It's my How long has that been going? Did sh- is it ruined? I don't know. Yeah. No, it's great. It's okay. Part of the the ambience. Yeah, I guess so. Do you think the bar is older than people riding horses? Mm. Oh, man. I have Whoa. no idea. When, do you have a sense of when either started? I don't. I was trying to, like, in a sort of cave. Like, the horse is pretty, goes back pretty far, right? Mm-hmm. People were riding horses in, like, Assyria, say. Mm-hmm. Right. But in that time, was there, you probably went to a guy's house to get some brew. Does that right. count as a bar or are you going as a No. Okay. No. Place of business, I think. <coughs> have to say. Then yeah. I think they're probably similar to Maybe that. there's yeah. a connection even. Yeah. I don't know. Between the horse and the bar? Yeah. You, once you could ride your once horse. Once you could like you want, get far you needed away a place enough to from ride. your house. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I buy that. What's with the animals drinking? I was yeah. reading about elephants or parrots or something that drink like fermented fruit or whatever. That's it, not it was real, a it was it? a dead end. I'm sorry. Damn it! I should. I'm really glad you didn't call me on that. On that. <laughs> Damn it! I knew that sounded fishy. <laughs> I was stupid. I accepted. No, I, I'm supposed to know this or something. <laughs> well, I, a lesson I want people to take away from the great debates is how much you can get away with. Mm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> In the confident bullshit. All right, guys. That was fun, man good times we'll see you very soon on the great debates 
Great Debates is produced by Mark Caracello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King, and the program is moderated by Dan Medina. 